Hi, everybody. Hey, we're here at Art Ladders in City Office. This is for our initial first podcast. We're super excited. So Art Ladders, the creative climb with Valerie Allen and Armin Mersman. Armin, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Excited about our new venture and... Uh... I hope to get people to listen because we have a lot of stuff to offer with our experience of many, many years. We, many, we many won't years. tell you how many, but <laughs> there, there's a bunch of them. We do. And, you know, Art Ladders, we've talked about this for at least two years. Oh, sure. It was BC before COVID. Yes, BC before COVID. You're right. And I remember we registered the domain very early on. Yes, we did. And in the, in the original version, we were going to do Art Ladder, but... Tell me about how we switched to Plural. Well, we, we went to Art Ladder, and then we tried to register Art Ladder and, and was taken. Taken. And so we went to Art Ladders, which at that time sounded strange to us because mm -hmm. we were used to Art Ladder. Mm -hmm. But in the end, it makes more sense because we cover a lot of topics. And we look at this learning process uh, one rung at a time. It's very mm -hmm. important to think that way. There might be 100 rungs. It's a huge ladder. That's so, right. And the ladders... Go and go, then one ladder will lead to another. In the art world, there are so many ways you can take not only your different mediums and materials, but also the different styles. And you and I are completely different in our art style, but similar in our art thoughts. That's correct. Mm -hmm. uh, Val is an abstractionist, uh, an amazing abstractionist in my mind. And uh, we learn from each other. I, I had a lot of interest in abstraction throughout the years mm -hmm. and finally have gotten to that with my iPhonography a little bit. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And yes, I am an abstract artist, but in the beginning, of course, and during art school, I covered all the fundamentals, you know, all the drawing is a base of foundation, which you teach very well and are known for, moving right into all sorts of things such as printmaking, ceramic, sculpture. But I've landed now at this time period on abstraction, and I absolutely love it. Uh, what would you consider um, the basis of abstraction? Uh, do you go to the canvas with an idea, or are you letting the one mark go to another mark? You have a general idea? Okay, I, I do. And it's, it's more narrative than people might think. A lot of it is based on something I've either seen or heard or experienced, such as a, a beautiful song or uh, a beautiful historical building. And that will kind of linger in my mind. And then I will pretty much go to the canvas as a blank slate and just start putting my marks and thoughts based on those memories. So it's not completely non-representational. Uh, and in my mind, I can see the story in it. A viewer will make their own story. And that's my right. way of doing abstraction. How about you? You've worked in abstraction before, too. Yeah, I mean, I have a theory that an art is a circle. And the half the circle is the artist, the creator of it. And the other is the viewer, the person that loves it enough to buy it and put it in their home. When those two meet, a piece of art is created. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to uh, you know, please everybody, of course. And you don't want to be that way. You have to please yourself uh, as far as a creative being is concerned. Um, but, uh, you know, you, you have to make a living. There's a lot of balances in that. Mm -hmm. that's, that's right. And you have to be very confident. And that's where climbing that ladder gives you those experiences. 
and repeating those experiences and then connecting all the moving parts. I just love that part of Art Ladders. Yeah, one of the things you want to do with Art Ladders is share a lot of things. Uh, most people, when they take classes, for instance, they take a teacher here, they take a teacher there, and you might have a good experience, you might not have a good experience, but that builds a foundation. You, as the artist, will build the house on that foundation, and that's the artwork, and nobody's going to really think back of who your teachers were. You don't see the foundation, mm -hmm. but the founda foundation has to be very strong. Absolutely. And speaking of who... This is our first podcast for the audience. Uh, would you uh, delve in a little bit into your art background and your art career? Oh, gosh. Okay, wait. This is going to be a three-hour podcast now. <laughs> Uh-oh. Here now. we go. Um, I came to this country when I was seven years old from Germany. Uh, my parents immigrated here. Um, I had an uncle that lived here. And uh, my dad was an artist and someday I'll tell more about that story. I don't think in this intro we want to get into all that, but mm -hmm. he was an artist and uh, none of us spoke English. I drew a lot at seven already. Partially was my dad. Oh, I wouldn't think he forced me to do art, but uh, <laughs> there was next to it. But he had this great German accent and I will, I will reproduce that accent when he, when I talk about him sometimes because uh, it's kind of funny, to be honest with you. But Give us a little, little bit of that. Oh, I was once, I was, uh, he caught me drawing cartoons and he says to me, Ami, what are you doing? I'm like, you know, it's like I was reading a Playboy book or something, right? So I was, Ami, what are you doing? I'm drawing cartoons. Give me that. You will now draw a glass of vata with a fork in it. And so I'm like, boy, the old man is flipped. But. That's not really the way it went. It was, he, he knew what he was doing. And me drawing that glass of water, which was not a blast, gave me the understanding of observation. And it, and it was two, you know, two, and I always called him Fritz, part of a long story, but, you know, Fritz was a great teacher, although he was a self-taught artist. So a lot of things I learned backwards. I love those stories. And I remember meeting Fritz and Carolyn for the first time and, and hearing his accent, you nailed it pretty well. It's, it's wonderful. And he is such, your dad was such a dramatic person. I very, really very theatrical looking, very handsome, and ran around in a little geo, was it a geo car? Yeah, it was a little geo he had. <laughs> so arty, just oozed art. I loved yeah. it. And he was a writer. He was a writer. He was a, a complete artistic soul. Uh, he was over the top many times. Uh, and yeah, he passed away around 10 years ago and mm -hmm. you know, he still lives within me. So absolutely, and, uh, I'm sure he would love me telling the Fritz stories. Everybody, when I teach a class, Armin, do a Fritz story. <laughs> yeah. It is, it's great. So, so what about you? What, what well, made you start as a child wanting to be an artist? Sure. Or was that even the thought in that sense? Oh uh, yes, I would say early on, I, I come from a, a family of makers and creators and inventors and all of uh, in Southern Ohio. And uh, my grand, both grandmothers were uh, big influences on me. And my uh, uh, father's mother, my grandmother, was a quilter and sewer and made everything from scratch. And so I think that really played in my mind quite a bit. 
And then uh, we lived in a little town called Hillsboro, Ohio, and the closest city was Cincinnati. And our high school art teacher would put us on the buses and take us down there to the Cincinnati Art Museum. And we would roam around there all day long. And that was a tremendous influence. And she was the teacher who taught me we can do anything we put our mind to do. You know, she would give us these very difficult art projects to complete. And she would just coach us through and just say, you can do it, whatever you put your mind to. And so it was that perseverance. Right. And she was also the teacher. And this was kind of unusual. Every Friday, we would take verbatim notes as she read out of art, art history books. And this was an art, uh, you know, at the high school level. And we would basically copy everything she said to us. But by doing that, it really ingrained it in our memories. So I... A lot of my abstract work will harken back to lots of artists in art history and almost be uh, homages to them. So that was uh, very unique. And then went from there and man, I was an artist from then on. Well, you know, I uh, kind of the same thing happened to me when I came over here. I, like I said, I did not speak the language. And across the street, there was a young man my age, maybe a little older, who was deaf. And so we communicated by drawing. I didn't speak the English language at that point. I'm a little better now. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I would be in class and, you know, in eighth grade, I mean, excuse me, when I was eight or nine years old, <laughs> and they'd say, well, have Armin do the drawing, the poster. Mm -hmm. Just don't have him spell anything. So that <laughs> oh, was always, true. and that's still true. Uh, those of you who have read my writings, there's, there's a lot of typos, mm -hmm. but... Uh, I uh, have fun with those as well. But yeah, you know, you, you establish yourself as a kid when you go past mm -hmm. those rough times, when, you know, you're enjoying art, you're making art when you're six and seven, all somebody criticizes that doesn't look like a real tree. And, you know, with me, it was, well, that was great. And that made me feel good. And uh, it was a passion that hit me very early on. Mm -hmm. I never had the idea I wanted to be an artist in the sense of that's my goal to be an artist. It's just something that I did. And it wasn't until I was about 12 years old, I was walking to school and we had a snow, we had a, it was very snowy that afternoon, I had to walk back and I stopped in the library. At that time, that was the only thing that got me into a library, but it was snow. And I saw a magazine, mm -hmm. American Artist Magazine. Mm -hmm. And it opened up my mind that you can make a living at this. Yeah. You know, other people did this, not just me, but people did this for a living. I knew my dad did, but mm -hmm. uh, it was very exciting that there was a whole world of that. And I set up, I set up my mind at that time to be an artist. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's, that's interesting. I love all of these stories. And I really love when you tell this, the story that you just told about meeting the little boy and you communicated with him via art. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I know that that did lead to a thought of an idea for a, a drawing that you did. Yeah, I believe you kept a little slip of paper in your pocket. Yes, that's okay. correct. When I was, mm -hmm. uh, when I came here, the day I came to the United States was in August 62. Mm -hmm. um, my, my uncle was living in Essexville, Michigan, uh, just a hop from here really. And that first day I, I got up and it was so hot. I've, I never experienced that kind of heat before where I came from. Plus Remscheid, which is close to Dusseldorf, is very hilly. Not quite mountainous, but it's very hilly. And this place was flat and there was heat coming up. You can see the heat. 
And all of a sudden I got the worst homesickness. I was only here a day and I got homesick for my grandparents, really, who raised me. And uh, I drew a little, little thing on a piece of paper that later on, 25 years ago, I recreated called Transplant. Mm -hmm. And it was really about those experiences. Mm -hmm. And still my work has a lot of narratives, personal narratives in it. Mm -hmm. You're talking about abstraction. Mm -hmm. uh, even the few times I've done abstraction, they carry that language. And, and I'm trying to talk about who I am to some degree. Mm -hmm. uh, not be, oh, I, I see a wonderful tree. I want to recreate that tree. No, that's not the way I work. Mm -hmm. no. And that transplant drawing, I'm just going to kind of describe it visually for the folks out there. Is, and you, you can kind of chime in, too, because you drew it. But what I remember about it is it's a square hole with barbed wire in it in the ground, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's a geranium plant that you're trying to plant into this ground. Right, so except you got one thing confused. It's okay. A, it's, a it's a square hole. Square hole. And a round pot that, that where the plant is in that's mm -hmm. surrounded with barbed wire and the only thing that's color is the, the geranium itself everything else is black and white mm -hmm. and it comes from this idea of putting you know a square peg in a round hole and those kinds of things right the geranium stood for germany and there's all kinds of little symbolism mm -hmm. in that it's actually owned by uh creative 360 yes that's yeah, the one's over piece. there if you ever want to see it, it they have it they have it uh, it was a very important piece for me to kind of get grips of what I was feeling. That homesickness didn't go away for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And to some extent, I still deal with that a little bit also, although my grandparents have died many, many years ago. But, mm -hmm. uh, it's really a, yeah. it's a like point you of with, with with Ohio. You always feel mm -hmm. at home Connected. when you go there. Mm -hmm. uh, now, I spent a year as a residence there, and Southern Ohio is an incredibly beautiful place. Yeah. How did your surroundings? Uh... Yes, I was uh, heavily in the beginning of my art career influenced by landscape. And, and as you say, the hills of the Appalachian, foothills of the Appalachians, the fence rows were very captivating pattern because of quilting with my grandmother. And now it's strange because my abstractions, my current abstractions deal a lot with almost patchwork pattern and also the typography of the billboards that you see in that area. And you know, when you drive through Southern Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee, you'll see these beautiful barns painted with uh, old, old signs that are weathered. And so I'm trying to get capture all those textures and that rich history of layering. That's part of my process. I think that's, I wouldn't say it's new for you, but in the last five years, I've seen that style develop much more mm -hmm. where you're working with montage, mm -hmm. collage, and using words and things like that. And, and it, it's true. It, it does remind me of people who put those posters in cities and rip them off and the piece yes, stays there. Exactly. And there's a certain kind of excitement about that kind of art because it doesn't tell the whole. There's mm -hmm. only a half a word there. Mm -hmm. And so it makes the uh, viewer kind of... Uh, yeah, and you know, in this Art Ladders podcast, one thing that we want to provide for our listeners is encouraging artists to tell stories about their artwork. And it wasn't until I completed, and it's been the fourth year for me, I do a 100-day project, and I do it with a bunch of folks at Studio 23. And this year, it finally, my story started coming together on those 
patchworks and the typography and the Southern Ohio connection to it. And, and so it's very important for artists to be able to network with people who aren't artists and tell their story because then you will connect with folks. So that is one of our objectives of having the podcast is to bring on storytellers or tell our own stories. And what's another avenue of, of art ladders that you can see us introducing artists? Well, listeners? there's a lot of things. To be an artist also means you're a professional. You yes. enter shows, you write artist statements, you try, you know, you go to galleries to try to get into shows, you frame work. All these things will have segments we talk about. Uh, I've been teaching literally for 50 years or more. I started teaching when I was two. No, I'm getting on. 66. I'm not going to tell you about mine. <laughs> oh, well. Um, you know, but it's when you, when you teach, you learn. I wouldn't be as good of an artist as I am today if I didn't teach. Because every time somebody has a problem with something, you research it, you find a better way, or they teach you how they do it. And you say, well, that's an interesting idea. I'll steal that from them, you know. <laughs> And uh, that's the way the, the teaching world works. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm glad I'm a teacher. I love teaching. Um, I've made a decision a long time ago that I don't want to live off my art solely. Uh, not that that seems to be happening anytime soon anyway, <laughs> but uh, then you have to make compromises of what you think will sell mm -hmm. and those kinds of things. And we're going to talk about all these little things through our, through our, our podcast. And uh, why don't you talk a little bit about the interviewing process that we are going to do with this new venture of ours. Yes, and we're going to be uh, inviting artists around our region and, and further out, most likely. We'll be uh, interviewing artists and uh, mixing those episodes in as well. In fact, our second episode will have the artist Nick Resvitar, and he is a professor of art down at Savannah College of Art and Design. It's a beautiful art school down there. But he also lives in Michigan. And he was, I met him a couple of different ways. You met him as well. This is where networking comes into this. But I met him through networking at Studio 23 when I invited him to be the juror of our My Artists That's right. exhibition. And he did a fabulous job. And he gave a wonderful talk to the artists and a follow-up educational component. So it'll be great to have Nick on one of our broadcasts for the artists sure. again. And you met him through a well, curatorial situation. Well, he uh, asked me to be part of a drawing show in Pennsylvania. He invited me to be one of the uh, artists that participated in that. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember when he spoke, he was very elegant, yes. very elegant speaker. Yes. And uh, he knew his stuff, that's for sure. And he's a wonderful artist. I, when I was a curator at the Midland Center for the Arts, uh, I invited him to a show called, um, I think it was called... Masters of Drawing. Masters of Drawing and mm -hmm. Masters of Ceramics. Mm -hmm. And he was one of the people I showed because his work was marvelous. So, you know, in the beginning, our podcast is going to be small and uh, we're looking forward to the grow. And, and Nick's coming on in the beginning of that and uh, yeah, helping yeah. us out a bit, yes, you know, to get is. a name person He's in there. And so honored. Uh, if you want to check out his work, uh, 
go onto the internet and check it out beforehand. Mm-hmm. Also look at our, our, our Facebook uh, site, Art Ladders, and we will show some of his work before we uh, air that particular podcast. Yes. So you can find out more information of all of this on our Facebook page, Art Ladders. Also, we each have a website, armandmersman.com. And mine is ValerieAllenArt.com. And we will be posting always information about the podcast, when the episodes will be, and, and so you won't miss any. And you can always get back to them as well in the archives. And I'm, I'm trying to think what else we're going to be up to. Those are the main topics we'll be covering. And also, we will be checking out questions and comments that you give to us. And that may build an entire episode right right. there because artists have excellent questions and we want to answer those for you as well. I think it's very fluid. Uh, You know, I mean, we're starting this with a certain idea and we will learn from from you folks out there what what we should cover. And, uh, you you know, we can't nail it down exactly 100 percent what all this is going to be about. And that's the fun of it. It's like when I teach. I don't have much of an outline when I teach. I just go for it. I just talk to people. Uh, I just got done teaching a boot camp at, at Studio 23 last week. It was from 10 to 5, five days. Uh, and every one of those people in that boot camp would sooner have their own language, which means I don't make models of this is how people should learn to draw. I figure out their language and then I build on their language so they can draw in a natural way. And I think uh, this podcast and Art Ladders is the same kind of thing that, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have a secret. Like people say, well, Armin, how do you draw? <laughs> like there's this one sentence or things <laughs> like that. Uh, it is really tuning into observation. Observation is the most important thing. And when I teach iPhonography, people get that in a faster way because the technology is there and you don't have to learn it as like a drawer or a draughtsman would, which would sometimes takes years and years Mm -hmm. to to get really good at. Mm -hmm. That's right. So the other uh, item will be networking quite a bit with artists. So that's why we're, we're doing the podcast as well. So we can hear from you and talk with you. Sure. And find out what you're all thinking. So, Armin, as we close this out, what are you working on the rest of this week? Catching up from teaching last week. (laughs) Uh, I'm still doing Zoom classes, uh, which actually made me talk a little bit about Zoom classes. Mm -hmm. It came upon me very quickly last year, as you all know. And for the first, you know, two months or so, it was very confusing and then the Zoom classes really went, and I found out they were very uh, important in my teaching skills, using Photoshop to show the pe- things to people, using a camera or overhead camera to show things how to draw. Uh, it really was important and still will be. And uh, people got together, even though it was right. Zoom. Uh, the whole, you know, the whole Brady Bunch thing, people are kind of a little bit tired of that now. <laughs> the group uh, But it'll come back. It's going to be part of our teaching language. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like it. And uh, I'm gonna, we're going to offer these kinds of things through our Art Ladders 
uh, page. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just a beginning, folks. Uh, this is our first podcast. And of course, we're going to talk about us because, uh, hey, we're here. <laughs> you know? That's right. And we have so enjoyed being with all of you. And we look forward to our next episode. And yes, please write some comments on Art Ladders and we can go from there. So and, let, and let us know yeah. what kind of things you want us to cover. Mm -hmm. uh, we're open to anything. <laughs> and at least we'll think about doing anything. We might not talk about Bob Ross or something yeah. like that. Oh, I, I, I like, like Bob. him. I, I like him Bob, a lot. You know. Oh, well, yeah. Armin, this has been fun. I feel like we're at our coffee, coffee little bistro table at home. Yes. Having our Saturday morning conversation. That's what we plan to do here. I don't it's, talk quite this loud at home. Yeah, but this has been great. Enjoy yeah. being with you, hon. I love being with you too, Val. <laughs> and I hope you folks come back and check out what we're doing. Uh, I'm very excited. Yes, yeah. same here. All right. We're going for it. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>